Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome into another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, 20 days away. 20 days. Do you know what takes place in 20 days? <laughs> Pitchers and catchers, it sounds like. Well, uh, no, that's 19 days. Actually, Valentine's Day is on tw- is in 20 days, so <laughs> okay. I, I feel... I feel bad for Jackie, but uh, pitchers and catchers, 19 days away. Valentine's Day, 20 days. Hoynes, you make a note in your uh, in your calendar uh, not, not to forget Valentine's Day. But uh, you're right. Can't, you know, forget, can't forget that one. Uh, pitchers and catchers, uh, definitely getting ready. to. I can't believe we're 19 days away from that. So uh, pretty crazy. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, getting ready for, for spring training, ready for, uh, for Goodyear and all that fun stuff uh, a little bit later on. But. Uh, we got to talk about uh, a crime that's been committed, I think, uh, something that uh, if you're a Guardians fan from uh, the last couple of seasons, uh, you're, you're walking around with a chip on your shoulder uh, today. Uh, if, what if I told you there's a, a Guardians player who should, who should feel like he's been snubbed uh, from one of these um, MLB Network uh, top 10 players right now lists? And what if I told you that player is an outfielder? How, what would your reaction be? I'd say they probably deserve to be snubbed, Joe. <laughs> well, based on the outfield performance as a as a group over the last couple of years, yes, absolutely, right? Definitely. Well, uh, I, right now, uh, the Major League Baseball Network last night put out their top ten left fielders as of this very moment. And uh, uh, Stephen Kwan, who was on the list last year, uh, I believe he checked in at uh, at number seven. Uh, and, and after his 2023 performance that, you know, it saw his his uh, um, his uh, batting average drop just a little bit, uh, you know, didn't hit for uh, any sort of increased power or anything like that. Uh, but he won his second consecutive gold glove, uh, you know, posted up, played, uh, you know, left field and, and lead off uh, uh, almost every game of the season. Uh, he, he's left completely off the list this year. Uh, what was your reaction when you heard that? Joe, I saw that list, that top 10 list of the of the left fielders, and those guys must have been drunk when they put that together. <laughs> I, I yeah, can't believe I mean, there are so many discrepancies on that list that I think they just did this on purpose. 
to to sort of generate some sort of chatter to to, yeah. to upset yeah. some uh, some beat writers who have a podcast so they have something to talk about yeah well <laughs> well okay then I can kind of see where they were going with this but but you're right I I I, I question the methodology I question the requirements for you know what is a a left fielder uh, is this a guy who played just a, a simple majority of the games. Uh, for the season in left field, or did he have to just play one game in left field for the season? Who knows? Uh, let's uh, let's really quickly run down what the actual list was, and and you know, we'll, I'll I have thoughts. We'll uh, we'll definitely go uh, go with some of those uh, here as we we run down what this list was. But uh, uh, you know, just off the top, you're you're looking at Jordan Alvarez, uh, number one. Uh, which which already raises red flags and and all that, but uh, your your number one left fielder from uh, from the season, Jordan Alvarez of the uh, uh, Houston Astros. Number two, Brandon Nimmo from the Mets. Number three, a familiar uh, familiar name in Nolan Jones from the Colorado Rockies. Number four, Brian Reynolds of uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, number five, Chaz McCormick of the Houston Astros. Uh, so the Houston Astros miraculously somehow have two left fielders. Uh, they got two guys playing left field. Number five, Chaz McCormick left field uh, for uh, on this list. Uh, number six, Randy Rosarina, Tampa Bay. Number seven, Lars Newtbar from St. Louis. Number eight, Christian Yelich from the Milwaukee Brewers. Number nine, Matt Walner from the Tw- uh, Minnesota Twins. And number 10, Kyle Schwarber from the Philadelphia Phillies. That's their list. Uh, their methodologies, they have uh, their uh, their shredder and and what they go through uh, that combines uh, sabermetric numbers, uh, you know, traditional baseball values, and then uh, their uh, you know group, uh, their staff basically puts this list together uh, for for these countdowns. And and I think, like you said, they they try to include uh, you know a little bit of controversy or, or whatever, but. Uh, just right off the jump, what strikes you about that list and who is or who isn't on it and who should and should not be on it? Jordan Alvarez, you love him. He's a DH, Joe. He's not an yeah. outfielder. The guy played 40 games in left field last year, and he's your number one left fielder in the big leagues? Come on. Brandon Nemo was a center fielder. He played 138 games in center field and 10 and left. So he's a number two left fielder. I, I, what's going I, on I mean, here? I, it's just, it, it makes no sense. No rhyme or reason. You, you've got uh, the, the phrase, you know, left fielders right now. So I guess if, if you're saying, you know, the Mets have acquired outfielders that are going to force Nimmo to move to left field this season, you know, that's fine. But Nimmo's not played a game there yet, you know, or more than 10 games there uh, in a season. So he's not a left fielder until you show me that he's played 150 games out there or and posted up uh, throughout the season in left field. That You're exactly right. Uh, and that can be uh, said, and that's true of a, a lot more uh, guys on this list. I mean, Quan played 153 games in left field and as a true leadoff hitter. you got to judge the guy by his peers, not by – you know, a, a center fielder playing uh, who you're going to shoehorn into left field. Yeah, no doubt about it. He had a, you know, defensive run scored. He led all of uh, the left fielders with 16 defensive runs scored with, uh, you know, by the fielding Bible. I mean, you know, this guy, how, how he got left off the list. I mean, 
<laughs> I don't know what I don't know what that was. What? How, maybe that was just a swing and a miss. But somebody swung and missed big time. Joe, you know Nolan Nolan Jones. Love Nolan Jones. That was his first year on on. You know, first year that he's done anything in the big leagues, mm-hmm. and he's your number three left fielder. Okay, you know, but at least he played. He, but he only played sixty games in left field. Right. He only played sixty games in left field. Uh, I, I think you're. You're looking at what he does, uh, you know, at the plate a lot more than necessarily in the field there. And, and maybe you want to reward him uh, for the season that he had at the plate. I can I can see that a little bit. But again, it just feels like you're trying to shoehorn some of these guys into the position where if you look at just the guys who played, you know, maybe 140 or, you know, however many games you want to set the bar at uh, in in left field and make that your uh, your status for what a primary left fielder is, uh, I think Quan rates well above uh, you know some of these guys. Uh, if you look over the last two seasons, uh, according to field, uh, according to Fangraphs uh, WAR, over the last two seasons, Quan ranks third behind Jordan Alvarez and Juan Soto uh, for left fielders, you know primary left fielders, minimum qualified, and all that. He ranks ahead of Christian Yelich, ahead of Randy Rosarina, uh, Mark Canna, Kyle Schwarber, Austin Hayes. All these guys are, are behind Quan in, in Fangraph's war uh, over the last two seasons combined. So, I mean, I think you have to you have to take into account this past season. And granted, Quan might have taken a slight step back at the plate, maybe. But his defense and his base running uh, definitely stayed the, stay the same or, or, or maybe even improved a little bit. Uh, and uh, I, I just don't understand how he's completely left off the list when you've got Matt Walner on the list right now. And he's the one I'm going to dive into right now. Uh, Hoinsey. I'm going to, I'm going to take special exception to the, the Minnesota twins rookie being put on that list after playing in only 76 games. Yeah. His OPS is 39% better than league average OPS plus, uh, according to uh baseball reference, he's, uh, you know, he's at a 139 OPS plus. Quan was right there, league average at at 100 for his OPS plus. That that's fine. Uh, yeah, Walner hits for more power. Yes, but Quan he's a leadoff hitter. You know, none of these guys on this list are primary leadoff hitters except for Corbin Carroll. Uh, you know, and they eventually moved him down the the the, the batting order at, at some point during the season for uh, for Arizona. Quan's a leadoff hitter. He's going to sacrifice more of his power numbers on purpose. He's going to give his teammates a chance to to get a better look at the starting pitcher, take more pitches. You know, could he hit for power? He even told us this, uh, you know, last weekend. He said, you know, maybe making some adjustments to to try and be more aggressive, to try and drive the ball a little bit more. But but really, do we want do we want to see that out of him? Uh, is that going to change who Stephen Quan is? He could hit for more power, sure, but you know that might not necessarily be do, being doing the job that he needs to do. I think really the real crime here, like you alluded to earlier, is, uh, you know, rating Walner that high if you take into account his defense. Uh, according to Fangraphs, he's at a negative 4.5 runs below average. Uh, you know, Quan's top 10 in that category. He's positive three, uh, 3.0 runs above average uh, defensively last year, and he's a two-time gold glove winner, which means – Everybody around the league recognizes that when it comes to playing left field in the American League, uh, this guy is the gold standard right now and over the last two seasons. Uh, I, I, I take real exception with Walner. Now, Walner might come out this season in 2024 and have a lights-out year. He showed flashes of it 
uh, towards the end of the season last year uh, when he when he was healthy uh, for uh, for Minnesota. But you're talking about, uh, you know, a guy in Quan who played in 150, what, 156 games, uh, only three as a as a DH. I mean, 153 games he started out there in left field. Uh, and, and, you know, he's putting himself through that. I, I think that deserves some recognition as well. Oh, no doubt about it, Joe. I, I don't know how Walner got on his list. Somebody must have felt sorry for the Twins that they didn't have anybody on there and just stuck his name on there. And even Yelich, Joe. Yelich has been in witness protection for the last three years. He finally came out of it, you know, this past season, but he's done nothing for the Brewers. And he's on the list, and Quan isn't, you know. And, okay, so they book in this list with Alvarez and and Schwarber, two DHs that are playing left field, or right, you know. So <laughs> it's you know just uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense sense to me. And you know I know why Schwarber's on there, you know, because he hit. He, you know, he but he only hit 197, but <laughs> you know with 47 home runs and 104 RBIs. Okay, you know you stick them out there and you close your eyes whenever a ball is hit toward him. Well, apparently he closes his eyes too and swings as hard as he can. We've we've seen that. Uh, yeah, Schwarber, you know, blows my mind as a left fielder. I think uh, he he's led the majors in strikeouts both of the last two seasons, both of the last two years. He's 200 and 215 were his strikeout totals for the last two years. He hit below 200 as a leadoff hitter last year. Okay, yeah, they they put him up there basically. Uh, you know, for, it, it's open the game with a home run, or we know he's striking out. Quan has struck out 135 times combined in those two years. So that just to tell you, I mean, he, he's almost, you know, level pegging in terms of uh, strikeout to walk and in, in, in what he's been able to do in, in his rookie year. He, he walked 62 times. He only struck out 60. Uh, he's he's got discipline. He's got, a, you know, a good sense for the strike zone. He gets on base way more than uh, a, a guy like Kyle Schwarber. And, and he's a true left fielder. That's that's the the thing that that I'm I can't get over here is how many center fielders you're you're shoehorning into this thing. Newt Bar's a center fielder. Brian Reynolds is a center fielder. I I, I mean he he played a, a bunch of games in left field. Uh, and, and, and definitely Brandon Nimmo. I mean th- these are these are guys who who have played other sort of premium positions. And, and should be judged statistically by those numbers. You know, judge a, a left fielder by a left fielder's numbers, uh, according to his peers. And like you said, Jordan only played 40 games there. He should definitely be on the uh, the uh, the designated hitter list. Uh, I looked at uh, I looked up Brian Reynolds, and I, I dug a little deeper into Brian Reynolds. He's a much better uh, comparison to uh, Stephen Kwan. He's he's somebody who I think you can uh, you know look at look at maybe. Uh, Reynolds and, and project what Quan could be and how, you know, he, he hits for a little bit more power now, but again, he's got a few more years on Quan. He can, he's, uh, he, he's developed that, that power over the, over a few years. Uh, 119 games and left for Reynolds. Uh, Quan had a better batting average, better on base, more hits, more runs scored. But Reynolds is really sort of like the Jose Ramirez of that Pittsburgh lineup. So he's expected and, and, and sort of relied upon more to, to hit more home runs and, and drive in more runs with the guys around him. Uh, but I think Quan can, can develop into that sort of level of, uh, of production and, you know, run production at some point uh, in his career. Uh, you just got to give him a little more time. He's only two years in. 
Yeah, for sure, Joe. And, uh, you know, the, um, you know, Chris uh, Valeka, the Guardians hitting coach, has talked about this, talked about Quan uh, developing power down the road, taking more chances on different kind of pitches, you know, not necessarily going up there and to see, you know, as many pitches as possible, to, but but to gamble now and then and pick his spots. And, and uh, you know, so he, he believes that, you know, this guy could hit between t- – 10, 15, 18 home runs a year. So we'll have to see how that develops. But still, the overall package as a left fielder, it's hard to leave Quan off that list, Joe. I that that's that I, I'm astounded by that. Yeah, it, it really is sort of uh, you know flabbergasting to uh, to to look at the list and say, okay, well you put a bunch of DHs and center fielders and and you put two guys from Houston on the list. How does one team have two left fielders <laughs> on a top ten list? It doesn't make a lick of sense to me. All right, Hoinsey, with that said, uh, I, I want to hear your list. I want to hear, you know, if you had a chance to to rewrite this top 10 left fielders list right now, uh, I want to compare and contrast your list and my list to uh, what the um, what the network has out there uh, so that we we can we, we can register our righteous indignation with this. Yeah, Joe, here's my here's my top 10 left field list. I'm going with Randy Rosarina as number one, Quan number two, Juan Soto number three, Dalton Varsho number four, Austin Hayes number five, Nolan Jones number number six, David Peralta number seven, uh, Brian Reynolds number eight, Lords Gurriel Jr. number nine, and I guess I'm going... I guess I'm going with Schwarber at number ten, just because <laughs> I want somebody. I want to see somebody hit a home run for a change instead of instead of a, a, a being on an infield single. Well, it's either that or he's going to strike out and head back to the dugout. Okay, well I I get that, uh, and I'm I'm glad you put Juan Soto on the list. He's my number one. Uh, he played 153 games in left field last year, and until he plays right field in Yankee Stadium, to me he's a left fielder. So. Uh, I think uh, Soto is is my number one. Uh, Corbin Carroll had had the majority of his games in left field, so I got to put the uh, the rookie of the year at number two. Uh, Christian Yelich, I still think uh, there's there's still something left in there. Uh, maybe I think he's he's up there. So uh, number three, uh, Randy Rosarina, uh, number four, Austin Hayes. I, I uh, looking at his numbers and you know considering where he has to play left field. And that godforsake, what they did to the to the ballpark and, and pushed that left field back uh, for him to be out there. Uh, number five, I think we matched uh, Austin Hayes there and uh, Nolan Jones at six. And if if he plays left field uh, for the majority of the games, I have Brian Reynolds at seven. I put Quan at eight. You know, he did take, you know, for all the bluster and everything that we're saying about, you know, how he should be on this list. Uh, I do think, you know, he he. He wasn't as good at the plate as he was last year, so you know I, I knocked him down a step there. Uh, I think a couple, a couple of uh, guys that uh, you know the the network missed and and you know maybe have been, been overlooked. Uh, Masataki Yoshida in Boston had a hell of a year. Uh, he did uh, start a, a quite a few games at DH for the Red Sox, uh, but he's playing uh, in front of the Green Monster, and you know the majority of his games were as a left fielder. Uh, thought he had an excellent year. And uh, Ian Happ um, got the uh, the majority of his games in in left field uh, for the Cubs. I uh, thought he was, uh, you know, pretty good, pretty deserving of uh, a spot on the list just based on his production last year and the year before. So now, 
what do you think? Uh, do you think Quan's sitting there now and, and seeing that he's been left off this list and it's going to, you know, maybe spark something, maybe fuel something for him heading into 2024? I don't know, Joe. I, you know, Quan is such a mature kid, uh, level-headed. I'm sure it kind of irks him a little bit. I'm sure his friends are texting him. But I, I would, you know, does this let a fire under him? Does this, you know, does he start banging his head against the wall? I don't think so. You know, I think he's pretty self-motivated, you know, from talking to him at uh, at at Guards Fest on Saturday. You know, he had, it, it looked, he'd already looked like he had, you know, plans to what he knew what he had to do you know to get better as a ball player to to be a more offensive minded so maybe this will light a little bit of a fire but I think it'll mostly it'll just roll off his back yeah everybody needs uh bulletin board material or, or everybody you know wants to you know have something in the in the back of their mind that sort of motivates them in that way but uh like you said Quan uh, really does strike us as the kind of guy in that clubhouse who 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 knows that he needs a plan and 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 really you know he's he's not he's never been the biggest guy he's never been the strongest guy but he's he's one of those guys that that can prove uh you know the the little guys can play just as just as well I, I think and uh I, I think that's the chip that motivates him as much as you know being on or off anybody's list I just you know I I just hope this doesn't affect if he goes out there and plays you know, another season defensively the way he did uh, the past two years. Uh, I, there, there's no reason not to expect him uh, to be in line for another gold glove. Uh, you know, as long as he plays the majority of his games out there in left field, uh, until somebody comes along and proves that they can knock him off of that perch, uh, that that gold glove should be his uh, in perpetuity. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you the gold glove, you know, the voting has changed over the years. You know, there's much, there's a statistical, uh, analytical phase to the voting now. It's just not uh, managers and coaches, you know, trying to put a gold glove vote together at the end of the year when they're, when they're, you know, packing their bags and headed, headed, <laughs> headed home for the season. So it's a little more analytical. It's a little more detailed, but you're right, Joe. I mean, Quan has won two in a row. His defense hasn't slipped. It's gotten better. You know, so, uh, you know, I think uh, if he keeps playing, that's a high that's a high bar to maintain, though. All right. Well, next January, when uh, when we're going through this again, we're going to bookmark this podcast. We're going to come <laughs> back to it. We're going to compare notes and, and see uh, when uh, when Stephen Kwan is is rating, uh, you know, higher up on that uh, top 10 list. We'll, we'll see, you know, you know what the results are and, and compare it and and you know, feel validated in our, uh, our outrage here. Uh, and just wait until, you know, next week when the top uh, 10 third basemen come out, uh, God, God help us. If they leave Jose Ramirez off that list, there's, there's just no way that that could happen. Right. Lindsay? We have to call the FBI. There's going to have to be, the shredder is going to have to get investigated, Joe, a national security issue. I will drive to New Jersey and protest <laughs> outside the MLB network studios. I will do it. You will not stop me. All right, Hoynes, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, I, I want to remind our uh, listeners, hey, uh, if you get a chance, log on to our subtext subscription service. Uh, you can uh, it's three ninety nine a month. You get updates. Uh, you, you can even get our uh, our real thoughts behind, uh, you know, what uh, what we think of the top 10 lists and uh, where, where they rank Stephen Kwan. Uh, you go to cleveland.com slash subtext or 
send a text message to 216-208-4346, and uh, we'll get you signed up. Hoinsey, we'll uh, check in with you again on Friday. All right, Joe.